Talk and Power, your motorsport and motoring radio show. Now on 88.5 FM, the valley comes alive. And podcasting across iTunes and talkandpower.com.au. Okay, welcome to this special episode of the Talk and Power podcast, episode 125. We're going to be taking a look at all things grassroots motorsport and by doing so we're going to take a walk down memory lane back to 2018 we covered a fair bit of grassroots motoring and grassroots motorsport so getting back to you know the core of of you know grassroots where a lot of motorsport um, talent comes from and not only that have the passion for our cars in the motoring side of things as well so to kick things off um we went out to the Italian Car Day back in 2018, caught up with Andrew Murray and Tony Nuzzi, and uh, we have a chat with them. We're down here at the Italian Car Day here, and I'm here with Andrew Murray of the Rotary Club of Northbridge. He's also the event organiser for the Italian Car Day. Andrew, how are you going? And thanks for joining us on the podcast. Thanks very much. It's good to be here. Andrew, tell us a bit about the, the show itself. It's obviously encompassing not just cars but motorbikes as well. Can you tell us a bit about the show itself? Yeah, the show is the Italian uh, Car Day, but it's also the Car Bike and Scooter Day, really, and it's run by the Rotary Club of Northbridge, and we put on a, uh, a charity fundraiser once a year, and this is the 14th year. So it's great to see the Rotary Club. We all know the Rotary Club, well, Australians all know the Rotary Club quite well and the great work that they do. Can you tell us a bit about the work that, you, that some of the funds that were raised today, what, what they will go to? Yeah, sure. Look, we, uh, we fund a, uh, a, a wide range of projects each year, and this is one of our important fundraisers, but we, fund, we uh, uh, support uh, a primary school breakfast program in Perth. We support some uh, drop-in centres for homeless people in Perth. We fund some uh, student exchanges, uh, some youth uh, leadership programs, and we also participate in the Rotary International programs, which is Shelterbox, which are here today, and that's putting uh, um, uh, provisions and tents and things into uh, disaster relief areas. And we also uh, sponsor Polio Plus, where Rotary International is trying to uh, eradicate polio. Now, a lot of great work that the Rotary Club does. Uh, Andrew, just tell us a bit, one of the other hats you wear is also you're the president of the Alpha Romeo Car Club. Can you tell us a bit about that as well? Yes, indeed. I'm the current president of the Alpha Romeo Owners Club. We've got about 100 uh, members uh, here in WA at the moment. And today at the show, we've got a wide range of, uh, of Alpha models. Uh, today we're showcasing uh, particularly the 1968 Alfa Romeo GTA Junior because it's the 50th anniversary this year. And we're generally... Also showcasing uh, uh, the 105 uh, Coupe model, and we've got some, a few very fine examples here today. Uh, we've also got a little uh, Alpha Junior Zagato 1970. There's uh, eight of those in Australia and two in Perth. Um, and we've got a, a wide range of competition cars here today as well. So we've got some circuit track races, some rally cars, um, and down in the uh, lawn display area, we've got some. Uh, some pretty good restored Alphas, uh, Montreal, some nice spiders, but plenty of cars. Yeah, there certainly is an Alfa Romeo being one of, one of you know, even one of my favourite brands as well. And, and some of the cars that are, that are down here today are just absolutely magnificent. Any other special cars that we should be looking out for today? Look, there's a few dotted around. We've got two Ferrari F12 TDFs here in the main display. We've got some brand new Lamborghinis here. The Urus is along. But we've got out in the... Uh, in the uh, lawned area, we've got a genuine Fiat 124 Spider Arbath. 
um, along with the genuine GTA Junior. Um, we've got, uh, because this year also showcasing the Targa Florio, which ran from 1906 to 1977, we've got a range of cars here that are of the type that ran in the Targa Florio and not necessarily Italian. So we've got a good selection of Jaguars up there. We've got XK120, 140, C-Type, D-Type. We've got uh, Renault R8 Gordini. We've got a Renault Alpine A110. So there's a wide range of other. There's a Lancia Fulvia HF Fanaloni. So we've got a, a wide range of interesting cars for people to have a look at. Yeah, certainly. That Renault Alpine actually is one of my favourites. It's a beautiful-looking car, that one. All right, Andrew, look, we won't keep you much longer. I know you're pretty busy. Look, thanks for coming on the podcast. Where can we find information about the Rotary Club of Northbridge? Okay, you can go to the internet and uh, go to www.rotarynorthbridge.com.au uh, 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 or you can go to www.italiancarday.com.au and there's a link. No, thanks for that, Andrew, and thanks for joining us. Okay, I'm here with Tony Niozzi of Noztech. Noztech, yep. Thanks for joining us, Tony. Tell us a little bit about your, your amazing-looking Fiat here. Yeah, I, I bought it about 35 years ago. It, it originally had the, um, the old um, Fiat Lampretti V6, but me being a rev head and as I was and rebuilding engines all the time, I decided it, it, it was a good idea to put a Chev 400 in it, and that was 30 years ago. And the last few years, I've done quite a bit of work on the Fiat. I've actually got a 393 stroker in it. Runs well, four-speed auto, lock-up converter gearbox. So it's actually it's actually quite a weapon. So it's um, not too bad, and it's really fun to drive. It's an absolutely magnificent-looking car, to be honest. And now, tell us a little bit more. You've got Ferrari rims um, and a brake package on this car as well. Yeah, yeah, buddy. I've um, I've, I've updated with all the Ferrari 360 Modena brakes. They're all four four uh, four pot caliper Brembos, and I've got the 18 inch Ferrari style Modena rims on it. And you know, I've got all the uh, stab extra stabilizer bars, all the work. So it, it actually looks the part as well, and it stops. So there you go. If you're actually watching the video version of the podcast, um, you'll be able to see some video footage. It sounds absolutely magnificent. So, yeah, as you said, 400 Chev in there now, but you've kept all the original running gear of the car, haven't you? Yeah, all, everything's original apart from the uh, brakes, the engine and gearbox. Everything's original and it really runs nice. It's got the nice stainless three-inch exhaust. So it, it just makes it a little bit of fun to drive and, yeah, yeah, actually feel good. It really gets your testosterone levels rising. Just before we finish up, uh, Tony, just quickly, tell us a bit about your, your business as well. We were talking, chatting off air before about the sort of things that you've done with, um, with crankshafts. Can you tell us a bit about that? Yeah, my, my main business is uh, reconditioning crankshafts. I've got about 500 of them on the shelf. A, a lot of people come to me with their vintage cars, old Fords, old Fiats, old Alphas, and they want to. They, they do like to re restore their cranks, and I find all the parts for them and build the engines, and just really help them out because they sort of they sort of enter my workshop with, with with a little bit of enthusiasm, but they usually leave with a lot of passion. So it's really nice that they love to see what I do, and I get excited about my work. So that really helps, and the customers keep coming back. They love it. It's kind of a dying, as we spoke about before. It's kind of a dying art, the sort of work you do. And um, it, it's quite important. We have people like you still in the industry, servicing the industry. 
because we've sort of become this throwaway society, haven't we? So, yeah, look, hats off to you and, and the work that you do there. Um, where can we find your business? Yeah, my business is at um, Unit 1, 35 Tate Street in um, Welshpool. That's just in the Bentley area, so it's easy to find and catch up. Look forward to seeing you. Thanks, Tony. Thanks for joining us on the podcast. It was great to have you on. Thanks, buddy. Bye. Okay, speaking of all things grassroots motoring uh, and motorsport, also in 2018, we attended the Custom Cars and Coffee Grand Final Meet. That was down at the Motorplex, and there we caught up with Pino Priolo and, of course, the event organiser, Jason Fuller. Let's have a listen to that interview back then. Okay, we're down here at Custom Cars and Coffee December Meet, and I've bumped into none other than Speedway star and top door slammer star, Pino Priolo. Pino, how are you? Yeah, good, thanks. Uh, what a great concept, you know. A uh, beautiful day, and I thought I'd come down and have a look, and I just can't believe the amount of people here, you know. There's got to be probably anything between five and 6,000 people looking. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. You've not, not been to one of these before, Pino? This is my first time. I'm actually down here with a good friend of mine from MacTrack, Grant Mackie, yep. who's got a fair bit of input, and is one of the uh, sponsors of uh, this uh, event. And uh, he's got a uh, car and he likes to have a skid and get out and just promote himself. And it's just great, you know. Mm, yeah, no, it is, a, it is a great concept. And um, and hats off to Jason and the team that organised this. It's a, it's a really good day out. Unfortunately, the weather's not, not playing the game at the moment. So there's a bit, a bit of a shower happening as we speak. But anyway, they'll, they'll muscle through it, no doubt. Pino, tell us where you're at. What are you up to these days? Um, just uh, probably in my... Uh, in my you know wind down years now i've been doing uh, racing since i was age of 30 and i've done sprint cars for uh, 15 years or something 16 years and drag racing now and uh, i've done everything i wanted to achieve um you know i am not traveling the circuit anymore unfortunately it comes with the cost and sponsorship is a hard thing to get these days but i was on the circuit for uh, five or six years in the door slammers and you know we won uh, went to three finals and won one final then that's uh, pretty good so, starting to play a little bit of golf now and enjoy golf. life. <laughs> yep. No, that's, that's different. That's different. Actually, as we, we spoke with Andrew, your son, about six months ago at Johnny's um, Johnny's Open Day, and um, we, were, we were talking. My my boys actually play football at Sterling Saints, and there's a lot of you actually got a lot of history down there, Pino. Yeah, I have. I used to love football. I started as a as a young kid and uh, followed followed my dream and. Uh, Got to um, a, a VF uh, or the Sunday League. Uh, played well over 200 games for the Sunday League, and uh, that's when football was football in them days. Uh, you know, when I was at the age of 16, I think that was my first league game, and you're playing with men that were just men, you know. Yeah. And it was, uh, yeah, they line you up and knock you out and stuff like that. It was all part and parcel. It was all part of the game. Yep. Well, tell us a bit, since so we're reminiscing here, let's just take a step back then. How did you get from, from what I understand, even my brother-in-law tells me you're a very talented football, but then you went into to Speedway? Yeah, actually, I, I used to love Speedway all the time. I actually used to crew for Tony Matter as a kid. And back, you know, back in the Claremont days, I was um, 14, 15 years of age. I actually used to catch the train down to pit crew with him, and then they would bring me home. And um, I just had that passion and love for it, and... Um, got all my priorities right in life, my business, um, got everything set up and then at the age of 30 I thought, oh, there's time and and I, that's exactly what I've done and uh, I campaigned both here and in Sydney um, and the reason being just to uh, be different from everyone else, I 
wanted to be the first West Australian to actually win in Sydney, which I did achieve. Um, it was a two-year plan. I ended up doing there, staying there for six years and racing. So in hindsight, I used to race here Friday night, jump on the midnight, race Saturday night, get the car ready, fly home Sunday, and I've done that for six years. So yeah. it was pretty good, but I conquered. It was the first West Australian ever to win at Parramatta, and yep. it come in my third year of com competition uh, because it's very tough over there. You go to a, a, a sprint car meeting over there, and uh, they got 60, 65 cars every meeting to make a field of 20. So mm. it was tough every week. Yeah, yeah. So how did you transition then? Well, well, I mean, yeah. So you went from from Speedway. I know. I remember because I was crewing with Simon. Our co-host is not here today, but. You started out in Super Sedan. It was the, the old yep. Lindsay uh, Seps Telstar, yep. is that correct? Yeah, uh, no, before that, I actually, actually Gonzo uh, gave me a hand to buy the HQ. I bought a HQ off Murray Alm oh, back, that's in, right. back yep. in those days. Um, I, prior to that, I had a skid in a Tirana with um, someone, and I thought, yeah, I like this, I could do this. Yep. And next thing you know, I'm buying a car, and Gonzo gave me a hand to get it ready you know because I was blind you're nothing about drag racing and then yep. we progressed uh, to a Telstar which I had a major crash in that I flipped over six times in the sedan the throttle got stuck and I went into panic mode and and uh, just you know rolled over six times and then from there we uh, bought the uh, bought the Commodore mm. which was a blown I ran an Outlaws and then I had a, a car built in the USA, which is the current car now, yep. the 37 Chev. Yep, yep, yep. Which comes with a lot of heartache. <laughs> but Dorsamo is a tough gig, isn't it? And we, we know you, obviously yourself, Simon's had a crack. There's a lot of good people that have had a crack, and it's a tough egg to crack that one. Oh, it? it's a, there's just a fine line, you know, to be fast and, and to do it. But um, we, we bought the 37 Chev that I actually bought and built in America. Uh, the reason being I went for that, because... I looked around and there was a lot of Camaros and I thought, you know, something I want to be different. So we went for something a little bit more exclusive and different. Uh, the car's not a real aerodynamic car, so we've got our back to war to start with. But I've had a lot of fun with it. I've met a lot of people and, you know, I would not regret what I've done. If it had to do it again, I'd do it the same. Um, but, yeah, I've had an absolute blast with that car. Yeah. And that car did come with a lot of heartache because when I was getting it built in America, a vanishing point who built the car uh, in the build halfway through the build they went broke mm. and I had uh, I'd already paid him something like you know over a hundred thousand um, dollars and I'd lost sixty thousand Australian dollars on that build yeah so yeah. it was tough and uh, unfortunately then I had to sell some uh, some of the you know my toys to yeah. uh, keep the, the thing rolling and so we sold the Harley and just kept it going because the wife said no nah, you got to if you want to keep going, you've got to spend some money, you know, yeah, sell yeah. some stuff and keep going. So yeah. I did, but I'm glad I did. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. No, you've been fairly competitive, reasonably competitive in that car. You've done really well, given, you know, you're, you're WA guy and you're sort of building on going faster and faster. You haven't really gone backwards with the car. It's just, as, as we said, it's a tough kick. Door slammers, yeah, and, and not for the faint-hearted. I mean, you just got to look around the pits here today with these cars, the technology mm. in the cars. To give you an idea, for me to go to the next level now, they're running automatic gearboxes, which are known as Liberties. Yep. And they're a four and five speed, mainly five speed. To do that transition, you're talking $50,000, mm. hands down. And um, I'm not just, I'm at the tail end of my, my deal, so I don't really want to spend $50,000 back yeah. into 
for the race car sort of thing, you know. So we just uh, keep plugging along what we got and do our yeah. best. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely, definitely. So the boys, where are they at at the moment? I know Andrew's campa- campaigning this year, and uh, how, how's he travelling? Yeah, Andrew's going really well. He is. Um, he's got David, who's you know, obviously coaching him and sitting in the car. David's doing a great job. Um, with, unfortunately, we uh, Andrew runs number ten, and number eight's been in the family for since I started. Um, and David had it. Once you give that number up, you've only got a two-year transition. And uh, the number was up for for sale again, and. David won't let it go, so I don't know if David's coming back or what's going on there. But Ooh, number you eight, heard it. Yeah, well, first. That's it. there's a bit of a new well, that's it. Um, so what they've done, they've repurchased the number. They've got 12 months to run it. So yes. whether David's going to have a skid, I don't know. Yeah, you okay. know, like, but if he does, if that's what he wants to do, then all good and well. No, that'd be great. It'd be great to see. <laughs> it's always good to see the the Priolo name out there, and it's always it's been synonymous to, in my mind in Speedway. It wasn't until I got involved in, in footy with my kids being involved in the footy club and I thought, oh, hang on a sec, even my brother-in-law said, oh, he goes, oh, no, Pino, he was one. He was probably a better footy player than a speedway driver. <laughs> yeah, I had a lot of fun. I mean, that were the days, you know, I used to love football and just at just the Osmond Park and, you know, back in the old days in Royal Street, it was it was just amazing. You know? And we played with, I played with some really good footballers, you know, I played with the Blackwells, played with Jerry McNeils and... Um, all the Maguires and all that sort of stuff. All the guys that come out of Swans, West Perth, East Perth. I even played with Norm Uncle, so yep. that's going back a bit, you know. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Now that's great news, Pino, and it's uh, good to hear. So plans for the door slam? Are you running it just locally this year? Yeah, this will probably be my last season um, on, a, on a competitive basis. We will run all the door slam arounds over here. Mm. Um, and next year, we're not going to sell the car. The car will never be for sale. That'll just stay in the family now. Um, and we'll just, uh, when I feel like having a skid, I'll yeah. have a skid. Yeah, no, fair enough. That's fair enough. It's a beautiful looking car as well. It's 37 Chev, right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 beautiful looking car. If you haven't seen it, if you if you go to our Facebook page, have a look, I'll post a picture of it up there. It is a absolutely fantastic looking car. It sort of breaks the mold in many ways for door slammer because you don't see many of the hot rod orientated cars indoor slammer it seems to be a sort of monaro gto sort of field and it does and this year it really looks strict jason's um done a jason for my son jason from jp signs he's done a fabulous fabulous wrap on the car yep um we've gone for a bit of gold in the car this year so it really looks strict we've got um great backing we've got home group we've got mac track which mac track actually sponsors this gig down here um he's a great person um, we've got still got Fuchs Oil, so it's been. We've lost a couple of um, travelling sponsors, which was tough, but yeah, we lost Watson Transport, and that made it a lot hard. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, we're having fun now, and we'll just keep doing what we're doing. And passion for cars, hey, what better life? No, that's right, that's right, Pino. You said it well. Hey, Pino, thanks for joining us on the podcast today. I'll let you go. Um, and um, yeah, all the best for this year to not only yourself, but to all the boys and your family. Take care. Have a great Christmas and New Year. Thanks very much. And same to everyone. And uh, get down here this afternoon. Even though there's a couple of little spots of rain, but I'll tell you what, there is some machinery down here. There is. There, there would probably be, I reckon, a thousand cars on display. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of cars. <laughs> it's crazy. And it, given the weather, is, it was quite warm earlier and there's a bit of a, a front has rolled in, but I, I still think they'll get the track cleared in, or dried in time and we'll get some racing in. Yeah, that's it. There's a little bit of wind around, so it's going to dry the track out. So you're going to see some skids as well. Yeah, that's right. No worries. Thanks, no worries. Pino. Thank Take you. Take care. 
Okay, we're going to take a short break there, uh, but we'll be back with more of our special Grassroots Motorsport podcast right after this. Okay, I'm here with founder of Custom Cars and Coffee, Jason Fuller. Jason, thanks for joining us. Ah, no worries, Nick. No stranger to the podcast. This is your second appearance. It is indeed. I think actually you're the f- first person to do two appearances on the podcast, so congratulations. Nice. Talk another one up for Custom Cars and Coffee, Nick. Yeah, there you go. Hey, <laughs> hey Jason, the weather hasn't got you down, really. I mean, there, there's still thousands of people here. There's still close to I don't know how many cars I don't want to say because I, I, I'm not good at guessing you know better but there's still hasn't hasn't uh, tarnished the the event at all no we've still got uh, good numbers it's yeah, it is a it's a real shame about the rain it's uh, cut a bit of our racing down but uh, we did get really good numbers for racing as well so yeah no no it's um, been been an awesome day and thousands of people down here we had Pino Priolo on before and he's, he's never been before so here's a bit of an endorsement for you he's um extremely impressed and, and couldn't believe it how, how many people were down here and the variety of cars it's probably the most important thing isn't it yeah non, yeah, yeah the variety of cars is something that we've always uh always openly um made sure everyone was welcome to to a cars and coffee mini yeah yeah no definitely definitely so jason um how many cars roughly today uh, I reckon we're, we're up around the six or seven hundred for sure. Yeah, yeah, no, no, and, and as again, the variety of cars. We had a Ferrari just over there. It's just uh, just chuffed off, and uh, you know we've got all sorts of cars here today. Importantly, we've also got the radial meet happening as well as we speak. So how got a, got a few attendees for that as well? Yeah, look, uh, Corey got on to me a couple of weeks ago and asked if if they could come down to Cars and Coffee, and you know I openly said yeah. You know I think. Um, you know, sort of classes like that is, is where some of our budding racers could, uh, you know, the next step up to their level. So uh, anything really just to endorse drag racing at, at grass grassroots level and, mm. and the next step above is uh, really intent of the day too. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. So end of 2018, how, how has the 2018 been for, for you guys? Oh, we've had some great meets, um, a couple of rainouts. Uh, this year as well, but uh, overall we've had some some really really big meets. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I remember I finally came to this meet last year as well, and it's huge. I, I remember it quite fondly. It was probably your biggest meet of the year, and I think you really outdone yourself again this year. It's been amazing, and and like I said, you know, and when it was raining, the people didn't leave. No one, no one, everyone hung around, and we had a lot of people coming in here under the tent and over there under the shelter, but no one actually left. It was really good to see. No, all the, all the racers are still in the lanes there, just uh, patiently waiting, so yeah. they're all keen as beans to get uh, get some Ks under there. Clearly, it's a formula that's that's working, this this event, but I think one of the biggest draw cards is having the racing as well out there. I, there's no doubt about it. I think it's a big draw card, and, and like I said, there's been lots of people come here and tell us how great the event is. And and for someone like Pino, who's a seasoned not only speedway but also um, drag racer as well as we know, there was a glowing endorsement from him as well. So you've done really well, Jason. No, it was just before the first or that last lot of rain come in, I was up the top there just having a bit of a look, and uh, it was really, uh, really good to see 
you know, all the stands there are just full of people and it's, you know, mm. you come to a whoop-ass Wednesday or even some of the, the bigger meets and we don't quite see that sort of crowd, so we must yeah. be we must be getting something right. Yeah, no, definitely. Hey, Jason, tell us next year, what's what's in what's in, what's in in the pipeline for next year? Uh, yeah, look, just continue to run our, our monthly meets. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the first couple of months it looks like we might have to be out at the Midvale Speed Dome. Yep. Because uh, the, the track here is booked. So it'll be about May before we can get back to uh, back to the motorplex. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, yeah, we'll definitely plan to do another another race meet uh, next year. Yep. Um, I'd like to get two in if we could, and I'd yeah. have to see uh, see Ray and see what we can do there. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to hit Ray up, Ray, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jason, obviously something like this doesn't come together easily. You obviously got a band of people behind you. Do you want to mention them, any of them? Uh, yeah, well, especially my wife, Elisa, and uh, my son, Jamie. So they're really the two people that helped me the most here. And um, big thank you to the um, SS Owners Club too. They've been coming to our, our meets as volunteers now for uh, pretty much all this year. And... Um, you know, without the help of any volunteers, we, we just can't run this stuff by ourselves. Yeah, so. yeah. Yep. Uh, SS is in Southside, is that correct? Southside Yeah, eights. look, we have Southside 8 uh, Car Club that come and help us. They were helping us with the drag racing today, but it's mm-hmm. the generally the SS Owners Club oh, okay, sorry. of yep. WA that's, uh, that's been helping us yep. each and every meet. So I was okay. lucky enough to be able to give them a couple of rides in the in the police cars today. So Oh, excellent. Yes, I saw the police cars have been going up and down the track, so that's no, great. It's good to see. Sponsors, any other sponsors you'd, you'd like to thank as well? Yeah, uh, we've got uh, MacTrack GPS is our uh, main naming rights. Uh, we just had Chicken Treat come on board as I well. I saw that, yeah. Yep, uh, Benzene's Detailing, um, Finance 56, and um, SS um, Industries as well. Yep. Uh, been sponsors with us for a couple of years now. Uh, it's good to have that sponsor group that continually follows us around. It definitely, yeah. it definitely helps. Yeah, yeah. No, definitely. And look, yeah, if you listen to all, listen to all that, those sponsors, get on board and go visit their websites as well. I know MacTrack are doing a lot of things at the moment. Uh, Pino spoke quite highly of them as well because they've come on board with him. So it's important that we support the sponsors that support these sort of events as well because, you know, without them, it makes it difficult to do this sort of stuff, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we've got other people like uh, Forged Automotive as well. Yep. Uh, they've been with us for a couple of years, so yeah, um, definitely uh, go down and support the guys that, that support support mm. your scene. So yeah, no, definitely, definitely. Hey, Jason, I'll look. I'll, I'll let you keep moving. I know you've got things to do and people to see, but thanks for popping into the podcast. Much appreciated, and um, all the best for 2019. We uh, will do it all again. Um, thank you, Nick, and uh, thank you for the support. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next year. No worries. Thanks, Jason. All right. Back in 2018, we also headed on down to Collie Motorplex, where we caught up with a lot of the entrants, including Stu Bond, for the 24-hour of Lemons. Now, this is really the core of grassroots motorsport. So we caught up with all those guys down there. Uh, Let's just have a listen to that interview down there. Okay, I'm here with longtime sponsor, longtime friend of the podcast, Stewie Bond. Stu, how are you? Nick, it's a beautiful day and I'm fantastic. I can't say it's a fantastic day and I'm beautiful, it'd be lying. 
Stu, tell us a bit about the um, the Mitsubishi Lancer. Um, you've put together. I mean, you're, you're obviously the backbone of the team. You've you pieced all the sponsors together. The car. Tell us a bit about it. Um, well, I'm the credit card of the team. Uh, th there's very little thinking to be done with this. It, I think a lot of people overthink it and try to turn it into a very serious race. We were invited to participate a couple of years ago by the people at uh, Red FM, Spirit Radio. Um, Paul Pernicelli uh, found the car at an auction for a couple of hundred bucks, then flicked it to us. Uh, we found roll cages and safety gear and everything and basically serviced the car. And My attitude was if I can make the car as safe as possible, imagine my kids are going to be driving this car, then, uh, then we'll have a good time. There will be no tragedies. And, uh, it's just accidentally been a good thing. It's a 1600 naturally aspirated Mitsubishi front wheel drive. Um, doesn't go fast enough to wear the brakes out. Doesn't go you know, RPM enough to wear the engine out. And yeah, this is our third year with the same car. Came second last year. Um, I think we did about 1700 kilometers in it last year. And yeah, we're out there going round and round in circles. And thanks to uh, Tony's Auto Wreckers, Paul and the team out there for finding the car for us. Um, uh, my crew, Danny and Lachlan, love driving it. Uh, I've got a new fellow that's working with me now, Mark, coming down to have a drive tomorrow. And most importantly, um, Spirit Radio, Red FM, Angie, all her team. Um, we wouldn't be here having fun if they weren't telling us that we're going down to Collie to have fun. That's one thing I have noticed, Stu, is it, it is a lot of fun uh, and you're really enjoying yourself. And the, even though there's a spirit of competition amongst the pits, um, He's all band together. The car, the Falcon over there, had brake issues before and they put an announcement on the PA to ask for help and I think just about every person ran over there to give them a hand and get that car back out on the track. Well, we, we just want to go and do laps. The guys have got the attitude that they're racing against themselves. They want to set a new personal best. If they're constantly doing that, if they can maintain the car, you know, quick, uh, turnarounds when they do the refuels, get it back out onto the track. We know we're going to finish okay, but the cars that are overtaking us now are going to be limping home tomorrow afternoon. I mean, it's a long, long race. Um, started at 8 this morning, it's gonna, probably going to go till 6 today. Uh, the guys did four hours sorting themselves out yesterday, getting a new driver experienced in the car. Um, and tomorrow, yeah, 8 o'clock start, possibly 5 o'clock finish. It's a, it's a long, long day, and that's why I think that the less effort you put into making the car fast, the more effort you put into making it reliable, the, the better off you are. You're going to have a lot of fun. Look, I think you're probably selling yourself a little bit short. I, I, I thought my impression of the car was pretty zippy in the first stint this morning, so um, it may have slowed up a little bit this afternoon, but I was, I was quite impressed by the speed of the car, actually. Well, I think, um, I think Danny was getting around, uh, his PBs are 57. Um, I know Lockie's run a 59 or a, a 60 second lap. Angie's just got out of the car. She had her turn. Uh, she's out there for about an hour and a half, and and she gets into the uh, the low one minute, so you know 105, 106. The car is just consistent, though. You watch it down the straights. The V8s and the other cars go blasting past it. By the time they come back, it's back in front of them again at the next straight. Well, we're very lucky that Collie have stayed with a short course. It suits our little car. Um, we'd still race this car on the long course, but we know that we'd be you know, getting a flog and we'd probably have to hide nitrous in it or something. Because, yeah, that, that it just it, it won't go any quicker than it goes. It's just going to be what it is. And, yeah, that they're happy just to lap. Yeah, no, definitely. It's an impressive little unit. Is there any sponsors, uh, apart from the ones you've already mentioned, or anyone else you, you want to thank? 
Well, Dick Ward helped us out at Go Gear. Um, we, we needed to update our seatbelts. They went out of, um, out of date last year. Um, oh, yeah, you guys, talking power for coming down and showing some interest. And this, I think this is a great event um, over east where they've got a larger population base and the races are closer into the cities. They get 70, 80, 90 cars show up. There's no reason we couldn't you know, really have a big day down here with 40 or 50 cars. And it's not a big investment. I mean, the, the car came from the auctions. Paul hasn't told me how much he paid for it, but you know, it was from the auctions. Um, I put a Bonds roll cage into it, which cost me about 1,700 bucks. It's got a good seat. It's got a good seat belt. So there's another five or 600 bucks. Fire extinguisher. And everything else is just what you do after work while you're having a beer and a chat. You know, I'm, I, I'm really sorry I showed the guys that we had some uh, pink spray paint at work. They've, they've just gone feral on it. Our theme this year is Playboy, and uh, it's a complete uh, sexual reversal. We're, we're going with the um, Ange is the Playboy mogul, and all the boys are meant to be her bunnies running the car around, and yeah, they look pretty good in those ears. I think it's okay. They do. They do look very good, actually, in the ears. It's, um, uh, it's interesting, and it's quite... Uh, it's one of the other things I've noticed here is also the spirit of dressing up and, and you know, in particular themes. We were talking earlier with Josh from um, in the Commodore, raising money for men's prostate cancer as well. So it's really, it's really good to see some of the some of the things some of the cars like the where where's wallies those guys are in uniform all weekend um the pope mobile this year was a uh, a blue car last year well the first time it came down it's a volvo station wagon they had a coffin in the back and the guys were in full morning suits for two days you know so some of the teams really really get involved turned it into a fancy dress weekend have an excellent time my guys are a bit too shy for that they're not really attention whores so so we just sort of push them gently towards the theme and make sure that they're having fun and that's it, you know, you make them do something they don't want to do, they're not having fun. You make sure that it's their idea and they're having a great time. No, that's right, Stu. All right, Stu, look, thanks for your time today. Um, um, and thanks for your time. And thanks for helping us out also with the springs on the um, our, our radio car. That's uh, that's unfortunately Simon couldn't be here today. He's busy working on that as we speak right now, getting that ready for tech tomorrow. So, um, and I'm, yeah, so a lot of work going in there. And, th and thanks very much for your help with that car as well. Not a problem, mate. And thank you for the support that you guys are giving all the motorsports in WA, the local races, and actually telling some of my friends what's happening in Formula One and, and getting a little deeper into some of the uh, the international um, series. Uh, it, it's good for them to, to know what's happening in the rest of the world so they can start to appreciate how good they're doing themselves. No, that's right. No, thanks, Drew. I appreciate your time today. Cheers. Okay, I'm here with James Rowland. A lot of our listeners know him from Drag Racing Fan. James, you're down here at the 24 Hours of Lemons. How'd your stint go? Uh, yeah, it went uh, quite well. Um, pretty pleased with the cars improvements that we've made this year. And, um, yeah, did uh, a few good lap times and uh, didn't crash into anything. So that's a bonus. It's always good. Tell us a bit about the team. You're, you're running a Gemini there, a pretty unique-looking Gemini. I don't see any others out there. So tell us a bit about the car and the team. Uh, so basically, um, last year, a bunch of uh, my friends that we went to uni with, um, we decided uh, to uh, enter the race, and uh, we wanted a small rear-wheel drive uh, car that was relatively simple. It didn't have any major electronics or anything like that in it. So, uh, yeah, we found a Gemini, and 600 bucks later, we had it and got it ready for uh, Lemons last year. So it's your second year doing this. Um, you seem to be pretty stout out there. A bit, uh, cars running well, no dramas. 
Uh, yeah, a lot better this year. Um, last year we had the standard Gemini brakes on it, and um, yeah, we chewed through brake pads in a couple of hours and uh, had to uh, fashion our own ones up by the end of the weekend. So a um, bit better brakes and a um, bit of an engine tune, and yeah, it runs well. Well, as I said, a lot of our listeners would know you, so you're pretty versed in those sort of mechanical situations or fixing things on the hop, being a um, drag racing uh, tuner for a number of years now. Tell us uh, how how's that, that's all going and what, what you'll be doing this year. I'll be with uh, Andrew Catavardis with the Beach Bomb. Um, we're planning on doing, I think, four or five meetings this year and um, hopefully uh, improve on the times that we ran towards the end of last year and then um, further, further to that, maybe some races on the East Coast. So. Oh, excellent, James. That's really good. Um, sponsors or anyone you want to thank or who helped you out get the get the Gemini here today? Uh, really, just um, probably probably the guys. They've you know really all chipped in and, and done a really good job together um, and worked worked as a team quite well. Um, and uh, yeah, I think probably all our partners for uh, letting us spend all the late nights in the shed. No, it's a, it's time consuming. This sort of this sort of. Um sport or activity but uh, as I said to our other people that we've been interviewing today I'm I'm amazed by the camaraderie and the, the, the spirited effort that everyone helps each other out and it's a it's a really fun day down here or a fun couple of days actually and oh, I take my hat off to all the teams and and the spirit and the, their involvement yeah I think um, it's just a big achievement to finish like last year we managed to get through you know, 800 odd laps and the car was still going, um, so I think where everyone is happy to help anyone to be able to get their car across the finish line come sort of six o'clock tomorrow kind of deal. No, definitely, James. Well, look, James, thanks for your time for coming on the podcast today, and we really appreciate that. Um, um, we hope to we'll see you down to the track, no doubt. Yes, we'll be there, and um, yeah, give it a good shake up, hopefully. No worries, James. Thanks for that. Okay, I'm here with Josh from Balls Out Racing. Um, Josh, tell us a bit about your car. Well, it's just an old VL Commodore, three litre. Um, the guys found it in a farmer's paddock, been sitting there for about five years, done I think roughly about 300,000 Ks, and yeah, sold it to us nice and cheap under the rules for lemons, and we come down and fix it up and have a bit of fun. It's an interesting car. Do you want to elaborate on the appendage hanging on the roof? <laughs> yeah, well, the, na the name of the team's Balls Out Racing, and we're raising money for prostate cancer, so... We got some polystyrene blocks and decided that we'd try and promote the cause a bit more and someone carved out a large appendage and um, put it on the roof and we bolted it to the roof of the car. So it's getting getting a few weird looks, but it's yeah, everyone's understanding what we're doing and having good fun with it. Look, I know the event is, is good fun and it's done in uh, a good spirit, but it's pretty competitive, competitive here, isn't it? Yeah, it, it is pretty competitive. Like Everyone's races at heart. Um, so everyone's having a real red-hot go, as, as you'd say. And um, I'll say it is more of a fun event, but once the, red, once the guys cross onto the track and the red mist takes over, it's game on. It's one of the things that surprised me, to be frank. Uh, I haven't been to this event before. Um, when I came here today, I was surprised by the outright speed of these cars. And they're not hanging around, are they? No, they're not. You know, like some of the, some of the cars in front, they're doing uh, 57, 58-second laps. And we're sitting about the 60, 61 seconds. So it's all, we're pretty moving. They're not, for, for stock standard cars that have had very little to fix up, they're going pretty well. Yeah, so the car itself, you, you fit the mandatory safety stuff. What other modifications are uh, required? Uh, well, as little as possible, like safety is the paramount, so you can do whatever to make it safe. 
But besides that, we've done nothing. Um, we've run it the last couple of years, and just all we do on the meet, all we do, we let it sit in the shed for 11 months of the year, and then give it a check up, freshen up what we have to, just to make sure the motor, the gearbox, everything's still going okay, and then fuel her up, and away we go. So not very much at all. Some teams try to, but the organisers are pretty cluey that you've, if you've done something to it, to spice it up, and they'll they'll pick you on it. So it's hard to get away with it. Tell us a bit about some of the penalties. I know the penalties are wide and varying. Can you tell us about some of them? Um, well, there hasn't been actually many this year, surprisingly yet, but they, they steal early, so we'll see what happens tomorrow. But you can come from anywhere with, um, I think a couple, of, a couple of years ago, a couple of teams got glad wrapped together and had a megaphone, had to walk around the whole pit saying sorry for running off the track. Um, few guys have come in, had to shoot basket, little kids' basketballs into hoops, kids' jigsaw puzzles, all, all fun stuff, nothing. But, yeah, just to say, enough to say, slow down, we know what you're doing. No, fair enough. That's fair enough. As I said, the event is um, it's a, more of a fundraising event, but it is a spirited competition out there, to say the least. Yeah, it is, it is very spirited. Like I say, being over here in WA, we don't get many motorsport events to happen, so... Everyone's using it as a bit of a chance to get out there, and it's yeah, fairly competitive. <laughs> no, that's great. Josh, uh, any sponsors you want to mention? Yeah, so we've got first of all uh, Jason Boyer at CSC Performance. He's driven us with us for the last few years, and he does does all the maintenance and the me uh, mechanical work on the car for us. Um, we've got Auto One Armadale. They've come on board this year and supplied us with some oils and other bits and pieces to help keep the car running. Uh, Mestor. Uh, for, they're a metal engineering company. They've come on board again for the, this year. New Start Plumbing, Cossack Plumbing Service, uh, AJ Cochran and Sons. Also, we have um, Sunset Coast Automotive Detailing and Carpenter Cabinets. So, and there's quite a few more behind-the-scenes guys that don't want to have their name on the car that is happy to donate and you know for a good cause, so they're happy to help out. No worries, Josh. Rick, can we find you on Facebook or a website? Yep, we've got we've got our Facebook page Facebook page Balls Out Racing um, on there, and then we've also also got an Instagram page which we just started up today. So Balls Out Racing there again, and yeah, we're all on there having a having a bit of fun, showing what we're doing, and yeah, raising helping raise money for the cause. Well, good luck with it, Josh. You um you actually won most laps race last year. How how are you travelling so far today? Yeah, we're on, we're on track so far. We won, yeah, did most laps last year. We did I think, just under a thousand laps, nine hundred and ninety-four laps. So we um, we're on track so far. We're just today is just about it's just about getting through today and then making the big push tomorrow. But we're on track to roughly do about the same this year. So see how we go. All right, Josh. Thanks for your time today, and thanks for coming on the Talking Power podcast. No, thanks. Please. Pleasure. No problem at all. Okay, we're going to take a short break here. We'll be back with more right after this. Okay, I'm here with one of the drivers from the Balls Out Racing. I'm here with Mike. Thanks for coming on the podcast, Mike. No problems at all, mate. Good as gold. Mike, 
tell us a bit about the, uh, well, Josh gave us a rundown of the team before, but tell us a bit about your experience with the team. Well, I've, I've, I've yeah, I'm in my 60s, so I've just been motor racing most of my life, started off on dirt bikes and boats and cars and go-karts and all the rest of it, and uh, I've actually got a VH Commodore that I race at Barbagallo, and I'm fortunate enough to take to the Eastern States and compete over there, just, you know, ticking boxes sort of thing before I get too old to do it. And uh, about three years ago, uh, we just you know, heard about this bloody lemons thing, you 24 hours of lemons, got to give that a go. So uh, myself and four other guys sort of went out and bought a, well, we didn't bought, we swapped a, a four four-wheel drive tyres and wheels for this VL Commodore that had been sitting outside in the, beside a barn somewhere in some property somewhere and all the rats and God knows else had lived in it for quite a few years and uh, we got her up and running and um, that's the car we're competing in today. So it started, well, this is its third um, 24-hour race. Um, it's just a, it's just a three-liter Nissan in the uh, VL Commodore with a five-speed gearbox, and we've put a limited slip diff in it, and uh, away we go. It's 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 good, cheap, cheerful motorsport. It is uh, cheap and cheerful, and uh, not only that, the um, the spirit of the competition is is quite good here. And I'm actually surprised by how fast these cars actually get around, given that they're supposedly pretty stock standard. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, look, um, we're hovering around about 60, 61, 62 seconds, and that's the cars in a pretty happy place there. Uh, there's a couple of Falcons here, the, the automatics too, which is pretty good. They're doing 58s, but uh, of course you've got to do that for 24 hours. So the case the still is just get to the happy spot when the, all your temperatures are good, you're not frying up tyres or brakes or whatever, and just go round and round and round in circles and just keep keep your nose clean. So that's pretty well the, yeah, the secret to it, just steady, steady. You know, it's the old tortoise and hair trick, you know. You don't necessarily have to be really fast. You just got to do as many laps as you can. So we're hoping, but we're hoping to do a thousand laps around here. We did 985 laps last year. And we're hoping to do a thousand this year. So uh, yeah. You guys actually completed the most laps last year. You're, you're hoping to do the same again, obviously. Yeah, listen, we're currently sitting about fourth at the moment. Uh, we're just sort of getting close to the end of Saturday, but of course we've got all of tomorrow to go, so we could, you could, we could be anywhere. We could have mechanical problems ourselves. Uh, those other guys could have issues as well. So it, 24 hours is a long time in motorsport. So, uh, yeah, just fingers crossed, and uh, it is what it is when we finish the event. But uh, to finish the event and win, you get a little poxy bloody little plastic trophy that's worth about $2 but then there's the other trophies that the organisers here have given you a beautiful trophy for best uh, best team because uh, yeah, it's all theme type thing and uh, best car and the, uh, the the prize one is the Spirit of the Event uh, Award so the, the guys are here with the best spirit so there's guys driving forwards giving guys with holding a, a, a helping hand so just a lot of really good camaraderie going on it's awesome really good yeah, there certainly is. That's one of the things that I noticed um, being here today. This is the first time I've been here, and I'm I'm really impressed by it. And the, the camaraderie is amazing. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It, it is just, just a whole lot of blokes and girls. Not well, not too many girls, but there's more blokes and just getting in and having a bloody good long weekend of motorsport. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So raising money for men's prostate cancer. Yes, most definitely. I've got a, I'm fairly passionate about it because I'm actually a survivor of prostate cancer. I, um, my wife sort of suggested I go in and get a just check up when I was 48, and I was, my test was a little bit on the high side. So every year uh, in March, I'd, I'd go and have a, a, a blood test, and it was all going okay. Okay, then about you know, when I was in my sort of mid 50s, oh, gee, this it's up a little bit. So uh, I went and uh, 
had the uh, physical check, as it were, and uh, the, 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 my prostate was inflamed, and I went into hospital the next day and had a biopsy, and sure enough, my prostate was chock-a-block full of cancer. So a week later, I was in, in getting surgery, and my whole prostate was taken out. So uh, I was very, very lucky with early detection that uh, it didn't go onto my kidneys, bowels. Yeah, it's, that's, and that's when you notice, that's when you know you've got uh, prostate, you've got cancer, it's when your prostate's full and it goes on and affects other parts of your body. It's, so early detection is the secret. That's what we've got to make all, every bloke aware of. Yeah, most certainly. I think it is a very important message that we get out there, and I'll take my hat off to you guys for doing that. I mean, I know the appendage on the top of the car is, um, is, is yeah, fairly obvious, but I still think it's a message that needs to get home to, to, to men of, um, you know, in that sort of age group. There's far too many good blokes that work bloody hard all their lives and just through ignorance die way too early. You know, it's just, it's just, and there's, it has no qualms. You know, old guys, young guys, fat guys, skinny guys. It's bloody plus prostate cancer, and the same as women with breast cancer. You know, so just, yeah, you just gotta, gotta be proactive and get a test. No, definitely, definitely. All right, Mike. Look, thanks for your time for coming on the podcast. Um, uh, we can follow you at uh, on your Facebook page as well. Twenty the um, balls out. Twenty four of Le Mans. Yes, 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 that's it. Yep. No worries. Thanks, Mike. Thanks for coming on. One of my favourite events from back in two thousand and eighteen was the celebration of motorsport. There we caught up with Tracy DeJager, Kyle Putland, and also some of the team from the Curtin University. So let's just have a listen to those interviews from the celebration of motorsport back in two thousand and eighteen. I'm here down at the Celebration of Motorsport at Langley Park for Targa West and I'm with our first guest for the day, Tracy DeJager. Thanks for coming on Tracy. I'm honoured to be here. I might just get you to talk a little bit closer to that, that's it. There we go, how's that? Perfect, perfect. Thanks Tracy. Thanks for, thanks for coming on. Thanks for taking the time to come on. Of course, for you anything. <laughs> Now, Tracy, I've known you for a little while. Um, I remember when you, correct me if I'm wrong, but when you started out, it might have been an XD with a ZJ front end. You? Well, actually, it was the XB74 coupe, my husband's coupe in Super Street. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, well, there you go. I've got that wrong, haven't I? Um, my apologies. So no, that's all right. That was what, the early days. Okay, yep. What year was that then? Uh, 2007, 2008. Yeah, okay. All right. No, no worries. I, I, I remember also you, after that you went to the ute as well, it was an XD ute. Yep, that's when, well I had Nitrous on the Falcon, the XB, mm. and then that's how Nitrous Nana's name sort of came out. Our first granddaughter was born then as well, mm -hmm. so Nitrous Nana, and then everyone knew us as that, so we kept that on with the XD ute. Yeah, okay, no, no, it's great, it's great. now. You've, had, you've stepped up quite significantly over the years. I mean, you're into your third car now? Yep. Yep. It's, let, let's just talk, talk us through the cars that you've had since since you, you also went, um, it was a Thunderbird from memory? Yep, I went um, Super Sedan in the Ute to the 55 Thunderbird into Supercharged Outlaw. Um, stayed there for a couple of years and then went from there in the 55 Thunderbird up to Top Comp. Yeah, okay. Yep, yep. No, and that was a great looking car. It was different for the for the time, wasn't it? Oh, I, and I love the classic look of the old mm. cars. I love them. Yep, yep. Anyway, talk us through your latest car because that's, that's a, another significant step up, isn't it? Yeah, it's an Acelgic Nitro funny car. She's a 56 Crown Victoria. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. 
So you'll be racing that as part of the Aeroflow Outlaw Nitro Funny Car Series? Yep, that's the plan. Yep. Yeah, it's a, now, that's a an on sort of all-around Australia show. Um, talk us through that a bit then. Well, hopefully if we can get some good sponsors on board, um, we would like to be able to travel and be competitive, represent our city, which is displayed on the side of the car, yep. you know, Perth, WA, um, and give it our best shot. I mean, fittingly, the car is where it's parked today is right on the skyline of Perth, and it's a really makes for a magnificent backdrop, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, for those listeners that don't know, the Outlaw Nit- Aeroflow Outlaw Nitro Funny Car Series travels all around Australia, and it's basically um, funny cars, but from the sort of 60s, 50s, 60s, and, and, and 70s. Uh, there are some new cars in there, but, I mean, the, the idea is that the cars are run a little bit, um, what would call, you know, a little bit safer, aren't they? Well, it depends on what, how fast you want to go. Yep. Ours will be tend to be on the safer side. Yep. Um, we're sticking more with the Andra um, tech side of things, um, running a 34-gallon pump on it, yep. um, and sit, hopefully sit around the 5.8s yep. over the quarter. Um, obviously, if you want to step it up and be in the 5.6s, 5.5s, yeah, lots of things can change for that. Now that's still a significant step up from basically where you've been, isn't it? Because you went six forty-seven yeah, over okay, the quarter. Yep. Yeah, that was my PB in yeah, the Thunderbird. Yep. Yeah, uh, two hundred and eighteen mile. It was three hundred and fifty k. We're hoping to do about two sixty mile at about four hundred and twenty k. Something yeah, like that. Yeah. Yep. So that's it is it, it's, it's up there. Even though we say the cars are run safer, I guess it's still. The cars are not hanging around, are they? And I, I really enjoy the Outlaw, Outlaw Nitro Funny Car Series. I always try and go. It's probably one of the biggest events we have in Perth now, isn't it? Well, yeah. Um, the first time they came here, I was actually um, working at the track. I wasn't racing. We were getting a new engine for the Thunderbird. And I'm a door car person. Mm. Always have been. Yep. And wanted to eventually go into top door. But to be competitive and the cost... And then I got asked to look after the Nitro Funny Cars when they came over and it was just like a big light bulb went off. I came home and said to David, "Um, I really love these funny cars. And he's like, it's a funny car. You're a door car. I know, but there's just something about them. Yeah, yeah, no, I I agree. And I I enjoy them as well. I've always enjoyed funny car and especially of the the Nitro variation. The the show, the Graham Cowan puts puts it together. A lot of the cars are his cars, but there are a lot of third-party cars in there as well, I think. I know Anthony, I don't know if Anthony's, his might be a Graham, Graham's car, but I know also the Catavatis is uh, racing yeah, as well. Yeah, there's quite a few, hopefully, that'll be coming out this season, yep. not just um, myself and Catavatis. Um, um, I'm not sure exactly who the other ones are, but I have heard that if you add up the Nitro bikes, funny cars and the hot rods we basically could have our own nitro show here in perth with just perth races yeah that's great it's great you have to forgive me i don't remember when they're actually coming here i don't i don't have the date here with me uh february um i think it was the first weekend in feb yeah, yeah okay. i just had a quick look at the calendar myself yep. my, my apologies but anyway we'll have that up on our facebook page and and let you know i should be more more prepared than that but anyway so sponsors, anyone you'd like to thank? That... Yep, I have um, Improvise, he's my major sponsor. I've yep. got Camco, Allied Metals, Ace Ceramics, um, Kevx Cranes, mm-hmm. and um, The Associates. Yep. Um, and that's it. So, but yeah, okay. they've been very good, very loyal. Yep. 
and always welcomed on yeah. board. <laughs> no, no, that's it's great. We can't do what we do without sponsors, can we? So yeah, it's it's good to no. good to give the sponsors a plug. Yep. Any time that yeah. we can give them a plug. I mean, without them, and that's for a lot of drag races here, without the sponsors, there is no racing. That's correct, yeah. No, that's right, definitely. Also, I just want to touch on it. Your husband, Dave, he's not, he, he's uh, back at where the car is, but yeah. um, he's been actively involved in, in drag racing for a long time. I know he doesn't drive, but he does. He's, he was uh, president at one stage of Westside as well. Now, that's amalgamated with another club. Yep. So, yeah, he's been a big part of the journey, hasn't he? Yeah, and he loves the mechanical side of things. Yeah. Um, he's one of these people where he constantly wants to keep learning. Yep. So, you know, he will outsource something, obviously, like changing cars and that we're not used to doing, like the, when we first went supercharged. Then he wants to learn how to fix it himself yep. and just keeps going on from there. Now, it's funny, he gets the phone calls, how do you do this, how do you do that? And, yeah, I don't know when, he, he'll never stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even yep. if I stop racing, he'll still be helping somewhere. Yeah, not only that, but I think also his involvement in, in Westside as well, as, a, as the president there, he was a good leader for the club at the time. So Yeah, he um, still is. You know, Andrew's where mm. we think that the sport should be. Um, obviously, we all know the politics there yeah. and how that sort of ended. And hopefully we can get the races back. We need a lot more races to want to come back and keep this track viable yeah. so that they keep giving us the track to use. Yeah, that's right. That is an important point as well that you make there. That I think people really need to embrace the track this year as much as possible. Um, it'll be Andrew sanctioned this year, as we know. Uh, Venues West are hanging on to the track for another year until they find another buyer. So it's important, not only the races, but also the fans and people that are that are associated with drag racing bring their friends down, bring their family down to as many meets as possible. Yeah, we're so limited here. Yep. As, as you know, this is the only track we have. Mm. That unless we want to go over the Nullarbor, yep. this is it. So if we lose it... Yeah. You know, Once it's gone, it's gone, isn't that's it? That's it, and, yep. and for funding to try and get it back, it would be... Look, I've been to a lot of tracks, either volunteered and or, and raced, and um, I know Taylor and Ben, everyone's talking about how mm. great... And it is, it's looking fantastic. The drag strip's not done yet, yep. but Perth... Honestly, you get the Eastern States come over and they're shocked at just how fantastic our mm. facility is. Yep, yep, that's right, that's correct. And government-owned facility, so we need to do the right thing by not only the drag races, but also the government, so that they see the value in doing these sorts of things for us. Yes, yep. exactly. You know, like, we, it's not just drag racing that happens down there. They, they, have, they put on other things. You know, you've got Wool Pass Wednesday, if someone's just got a new car and they want to test it out, can you take it there? Yeah. There's drag races that volunteer their time. If, if you want to go and you don't feel confident going on your own, they'll come down, they'll help you out. The track staff here is awesome, a track manager. He's the greatest. Mate treasure. Yeah. I mean, you, you couldn't pick a better place to want to wanna go and test out one of your machines. Yeah, that's right. No, definitely. Also, speaking of also the track, but also volunteers, you did many years as a volunteer down there as well, I know. Yeah, the only reason I missed out last season, we were very busy with yep. the car and the funny car, and we went to the States for a bit. Um, oh, look, people say you must be mad going into the nitro car, and what happens if it goes wrong? I've volunteered, I've worked at the track. I've yep. seen how this track stuff yep. are. I've seen how the emergency people are. If I thought for a second yep. that they were not good at their job, I wouldn't be getting in one of these yep. things and wanting to take it down the track. They are awesome. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's one thing that the, the track 
can hang its hat on is its safety is, is, is second to none. So yeah, for uh, sure. Yeah. All right, Tracy. Well, thanks for your time for coming on. I really, really appreciate it. Thanks so, for having me. No, no worries. The car's just about ready then. Yeah, test and tune October. That's the debut, and yep. I get my butt in that seat and pray a lot. <laughs> I, I get the impression that Dave actually wanted to start it up today. Is that correct? He would like to, but we can't. Okay. So yep. yeah, yep. no, he he would like to, but yeah, around here with kitties and all that. Um, yeah, there's no, a fair few enough. people. Yeah, that's just the hoon in him, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. He actually made an interesting comment while when we were talking before that uh, it was parked right on Riverside, right next to Riverside Drive, and that would make uh, also another great track, we think. Oh, yeah. wouldn't, that wouldn't be? it? A VIP treatment <laughs> all the way for the spectators and the drag racers. That's right, yeah, no, definitely. All right, Tracy, really, really appreciate your time today. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. No worries. Take care. All the best for the year. All right, I'm here with Cole Putland from Drag Racing fame. He's off doing a new venture. How are you, Cole? How you been? Yeah, good, mate. Thanks. Yourself? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Thanks for joining us on the, the podcast today. Um, it's good to see there's actually been well supported, the celebration of motorsport by drag racers, to be honest. Yeah, no, it's good. You know, yep. we've got Tracy with her Nitro Nan, mm. Nitro Funny Car, yep. and we've got the quarter mile drag racing experience three seaters here as well. So. Yeah, yeah. So look, before we get into that, let's just have a quick chat about your your history in Jag racing. You've been around a little while now, Cole, so yeah, tell us a bit about, just asked you before, you still got the altered? Yeah, yeah, still got the yellow altered. Yep. Um, Record holder, that one? Yep, yep, that, yeah, still running that. Um, got the automatic in it now. Which is, Are you going auto? Yeah, it's been a little bit... Uh, a little bit fun for the last season, but yep. I think we're getting right on top of that. Yep. yep. Um, yeah, but you know, like I've been drag racing for nine years. So. Nine years, yeah, okay. I thought it was something like that. I, I, yeah. I remember you coming in the scene. You came in the scene pretty pretty hot. I think you started out in modified. Yeah, started yeah, yep. in modified, yep. Had, then, a, um, had that red altered. Yep. Um, that went 740s. Yep, yep. And then and stepped up into comp eliminator quite quite easily. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, like with, with some good help from our friends in the US and yep. stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. When I altered, went six fifty eight. So yeah. Now that you know, for for the majority of our listeners, I, I think they would understand that that's that, that's that's pretty stout. But for those that that, that don't, that is it's awfully quick. For a naturally aspirated yeah. altered, isn't it? Yeah, right. You know, six and a half seconds down the quarter mile at 300 and oh sorry i don't even know what it is in kilometers now yep. 205 mile an hour yeah um yeah just with carburetors mm-hmm. yep. iron leaded yeah 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 no that's right and i think yeah to, to quantify that I'll, the majority of listeners would understand that but i think you know for the, those that don't that's that's awfully quick for a naturally aspirated car, you know, in the mid sixes. So that was the record at the time. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yes. Yeah. Yep. The original record was six eighty. Yeah, six eighty five. Yep. And we've got that at six sixty two at the moment, and the car's been in the fifties. So. Yeah. Okay. Yep. All right. Well, there you go. And you've gone auto this season. So. Yeah. Yeah. I went auto last season, got lost, but um, yeah. Okay. I think we're back on track. Yeah. No. No. Nah, nah, fair enough. Fair enough. So tell us, you've you've debuted. I don't think you really debuted here, but I've, I have seen the car on social media. Yeah. Uh, your new three-seater um, dragster. It's awesome. Awesome. Three-seater. Yeah. No. No. Um, dr- driver in the front, two passengers yep. to the rear. To the rear. Um, yeah. They're absolutely. 
if you go and look at these cars, they are just yep. exceptionally engineered. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, couldn't be as soon as I saw them, couldn't have been happier with them. So. Yeah, yeah. So tell us, where did the car, where did the car come from? Um, cars originally made in Florida. Yep. Um, they were, you know, made for uh, um, a client over on the east coast of Australia, yep. which they've been running there for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you know, had a woke up with an idea one day, and I thought, you know. This works in every other motorsport. Let's make it work in drag racing. Yeah, so definitely. Went and, went and found, well, you know, went and researched and yep. tried to get some cars built. And yeah, then I just went, went and had a, well, went and asked the people that had them in, in Australia over on the East Coast and they were happy to sell. So, yep, yep, yep. So, I mean, um, unlike other motorsports, you're right. This this concept of taking passengers in the vehicles is fairly new to drag racing. Um so I agree with you. I think there's a huge market for that sort of thing. So, what sort of speeds and times are we looking at from this this car? Um, with passengers, we're looking we're looking for the cars to go in the low eights. Wow. Yep. So, yeah, it's get fairly hooking along for yeah. the average the yep. average punter. Yep. That's for sure. Yep. Yep. So the car is you can carry two passengers in the in the rear. Is that correct? Yes. Yep. 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 Five hundred and uh, five hundred eighty Q big block chevs. Yep. Um, Beautiful motors, um, yeah, they run really, really nicely yeah, okay. and consistent, so, yeah, yeah, which is yeah. the key. So you've taken the car down the track? No, no not, not yet, no. Oh, okay, so that's um, all. Yeah, next weekend, um, we've got the track and we're going to go for a spin then. Oh, so, excellent. Yeah. No, that would be great. I think it's, a, it's an awesome looking car as well. Normally, when drag, when uh, cars in the past have been modified to carry passengers, that can sometimes look a bit strange or a bit awkward but i think the way that one's been done looks quite smart it looks like yeah pur- purpose built isn't it yeah definitely definitely and and you know professionally made well presented ex- yeah, exceptionally engineered um yeah yeah definitely you know if people haven't seen them they definitely can't come down and have a look at them for sure yeah yeah no most definitely i I ask anyone if um, yeah get on your social media pages we'll, we'll touch on that in a sec where they can find the car so you were saying before you also plan on racing your your altered this year as well so it'll be a pretty busy year for you yeah yeah I'm planning on racing the altered full-time this year at the yep. track so um, then there's a couple of meetings that super comp are scheduled to miss yep. so may even Take put one of the CCs in modified yeah, okay. and go and race one of them. Yeah, yeah, no, that that'll be great. That'll be awesome. Really looking forward to. It. We we're talking with Tracy before about the season that's coming up, and you know, there's a lot to look forward to in the season. I know we've had our, I guess, issues at the track with yeah. with um with sanctioning and also ownership of the track, and and uh, I mean the government are going to run it for another couple of years until they find an appropriate buyer. But it's really good to see that the calendar's out now. And, and we really need to get behind uh, the, the, the track and Andrea as well and just support them yeah. as, as best that we can. Definitely, and, and, yeah, and support's the key. Yep. Everyone everyone has to get behind it, get their cars out, mm-hmm. support it, and yep. really, really make it work this season. Yeah. I think, you know, and I think a lot of people are. A lot of people are coming back this season as well. Yep. Um, you, know, you know, so... No, no, yeah. I, I agree. And... We're really looking forward to the season as well at the Talking Power podcast. And um, so, where can we find details about this particular car? Um, yep. So, if you on Facebook, um, Facebook at the Drag Racing Experience, mm-hmm. um, 
is our first thing. We're actually in the process of getting the website made so yep. people can go and book book their rides on that. Um, sure. That's www.dragraceexperience.com.au. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, currently, if you go on there and subscribe, oh, there's a subscription um, section where you put your email address in. Yeah, okay. Um, we're building a database where as soon as details come to hand, mm -hmm. um, they'll all be posted out to yeah, subscribers. So. No, that's great. We'll also share it on our Facebook page as well. So those that missed it here, go to our Facebook page. You'll be able to see it there. We'll share all the details there. Is there a different page for the Altered? Um, yeah, just my personal page. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, righto. No, yeah, no, no, that's so. all right. No, no dramas. Any sponsors you you want to thank or? Um, yeah, um, Hydraulic Technical Solutions yep. is probably the biggest sponsor behind it all, um, and the Putland team at Professional Sterling Clark. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Right. Very yeah. very handy. Yeah. Look, I mean, without sponsors, we can't we can't do what we we can do. Yeah. So yeah, no, it's it's key it's key to to drag racing and any motorsport really, isn't it? Definitely. Yeah. 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 Crew members, you need to thank or anyone. Yeah, um, you know all my all my crew. Yep. Yep. Um, you know, there's there's actually so many people that actually help us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, to make it all possible. But you know, especially Dad, Dean, yep. thank you. Yep, yep. Now running 650s in an altered naturally aspirated would be wouldn't be easy, especially yep. when you're changing. Oh, I, bet I might get in trouble if I don't mention my good partner Kira as well. Kira as well. Yeah, <laughs> nah, no worries. All right, Kyle. Well, look, thanks for your time. Thanks for coming on. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, no, no. Thank you very much. And um, yeah, just just also like to um, add that you know these these drags. There's, there's only six of them in the world. Yeah. Um, yep. Two in Perth. There's only two, like, another two in Vegas, and another two in Dubai. So. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Uh, you know, people. You know, if they want, really want to experience something unique. Um, yep. Please get in contact with us and we'll make it happen. Yeah, yeah. So you have both cars in your possession? Yeah, no, both cars here. Um, come over as a package. Yep. So, yeah, no, okay. it's really, yeah. And you'll be running both cars then? Yeah, both cars. Okay. Um, yeah. And you're driving as well? You'll be driving or someone else will be driving the other car? or you'll Yeah, be... I've got a driver for the other car. Yep. Um, and myself driving the car, one car as well. Okay. Yeah. Well, if you go on 650s in an altered, I think eight low eights will be a breeze in, a, in, a, in that car. But I mean, it, it, it'll be an amazing experience for a passenger, won't it? Ah, oh, unreal. Well, like, someone like me who's gone, I don't want to say, but he's gone very slow down the track, that'd be an amazing experience. Yeah, like, I remember the first time I jumped in my altered, well, my first altered, that, that went 790, and I don't really remember too much of that first pass. Yeah, yeah. no, I bet. Blinder, I bet. but yeah. Yep. All right, Kyle. Thanks for your time. Thanks yep. for joining us. Beautiful. Take, Thank you. No worries. Take care. All right. I'm here with Sam from Curtin University. Sam is from the Curtin Motorsport team. Thanks for coming on, Sam. No worries at all. Thanks for having me. No, no worries. Look, um, your car that, that you have here today was of of great interest to myself, actually, yep. to be honest. So Absolutely. I thought we'll get you on or one of the guys on, and uh, thanks for volunteering to come on. I'm going to be honest with you, but your your counterparts are quite shy over there. So, <laughs> but look, no, that's I, all right. more I, than happy to. Thank you yeah. very much. So, look, tell us a bit t 
to start with, tell us a bit about the concept, about what, what you do. I know you, you race mm-hmm. amongst other universities across yep. Australia. So can you tell us a bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. So the, the team was formed to make its members better engineers for when they graduate university. Mm-hmm. So it's purely extracurricular, entirely yep. student run. Uh, it's funded by the university and we also have a lot of sponsors. Um, the idea is that over a year, we design the car within, say, the first six months, and then we build it as well. And then over the next couple of months, we'll design, uh, sorry, we'll validate and race it a little bit, and then we'll go over to Comp in Melbourne, usually, yep. um, at the start of December, and we'll race it against other universities. Yeah, okay. All so the competition itself is divided into two sections, static mm-hmm. and dynamic. So the static events are what you imagine. We have a cost event, a business presentation, and a design event. So the design event is the main one as engineers, really, yep. where we sort of, we tell professionals why we've done something a specific way as we would in industry for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, the dynamic events are you know the fun stuff what you can imagine yep. the racing. Yeah okay all right now for the for our listeners that probably don't realize even I'll show at the moment that if you're watching the video version there'll be some stills or some images of the car and I must admit I fell in this this as well I actually thought that the car was you bought a chassis and you put your bits on it. Yeah. That car is built from the ground up Absolutely by you guys. Absolutely from the ground up, yeah. Absolutely. And, and it's before you actually even get the drop saw out and cut any tubing up, mm-hmm. you actually, it's all designed on SolidWorks. Is that correct? Absolutely, yeah. Wow, it's amazing. So so you, you come up with, the, as you said, the design and then you start building it. It's, it's actually an amazing car to, mm-hmm. to see. So this, the aero as well is done by you guys? It is, absolutely. That's all yeah. in-house. So okay. we get the, the foam inserts yep. machined up and then we lay up over the top of them. Yep, yep, yep. So the car is um, built ground up by you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the other amazing thing is... Uh, so you, you have to build the car within a certain envelope. Part of that envelope, correct me if I'm wrong, is the engine and it's a 20 millimeter throttle yeah, body? Yeah, exactly. So the, the class that we race in has a, a maximum CC of 700 engine yep. size, that is. Um, and then you'll be able to see, actually, if you get some photos of it, just behind the, the, the pod filter, there's a 20 mil restriction diameter. Mm-hmm. And that's the main, the main restriction for the competition. Yep. So the engine makes roughly, let's say, 120, 130 horsepower stop from a bike. We don't touch any of the internals. We yep. just change the intake exhaust, and then we get a custom tune. Yep. And that one, for example, over there, CMT 16, makes roughly 76 horsepower. Yeah, so. okay. All right, all right. So that's a Honda motor, that one? It is, yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay, all right. CBR 600. Yeah, uh, okay. Yep. Okay. Now, it's an amazing car, uh, car to look at. And, oh, thank and, you very and much. The, and the build is, a, is amazing, the, mm-hmm. the quality of the build. So what's the next step for you guys now? You've built the car and it's off. When, when is Comp? Uh, comp this year is about the, the 6th to the 9th of December. Mm-hmm. So we won't race that car. We're actually currently building our CMT 18. So each yep. year we build a car. Excuse me. Um, so we'll ship it over about a month before competition. It arrives over there. We do a couple of setups, a couple of tracks, make sure everything's good and dandy. Um, and then we'll race the competition. Yeah, okay. Yep. Is there testing facilities at Curtin for you to do? Uh, we use, uh, we're very grateful to use the car parks at Curtin oh, for our initial testing. Yep. And then we want to get high, more high-speed stuff like aero validation, for example. Yep. We can go down to Collie Raceway down south yep. or Barbagello up north. Okay, righto. The other thing I noticed about that car is there's a hell of a lot of adjustment, in, in the, in, especially in the rear end as well and, and the front end. So I guess you're also not just... You're not just fabricating the car, but you're also yep. learning techniques to, to get the car faster around the yeah, track. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yep. there's a lot of race engineering involved. In fact, there's a whole technical section of the team is yep. race engineering. So before every track day, we'll do a vehicle dynamic setup, put it on scales, get all the camera and tow correct so it's perfect for our drivers. Yeah, okay. All right. Okay. So it's extracurricular, you were saying before. So absolutely. it's not part of 
of any sort of um, uh, of studies. It's just yep. extra, yeah, okay, all right. One of the guys was saying that they can sometimes some of the, each student can put in thirty hours a week. Yeah, at yeah, least okay. it depends um, from team member to team member. Yeah, but some people put in at least twice the amount of workload that they do for uni each week in CMT, wow. which just shows you how dedicated some people are to the team, yeah, which yeah. is fantastic. Yeah, to yeah. See. yeah, yeah. No, I mean it's uh, I can see a lot of work's gone into the car. Mm-hmm. All right, no, that's so. It, People along the way, how can they can they help out and, and fund the project, or is that where, where do you get your funding from? Uh, so they can contact our email, yep. which is motorsport at curtain.com.edu. Sorry, mm-hmm. yeah, .com.edu. Um, or they can uh, they can ring a workshop, and one of our uh, members will hand them over to the sponsorship. Yep, and they can go from there. So any sponsors you you, you have at the moment? Yeah, um, so you'll be able to see on the car we've got yep. all our sponsors li- listed up there, specifically on yep. our M plates. On the back of the shirts as well, mm-hmm. yep. and okay. then we go over to Melbourne and we represent our sponsors as part of yeah. one of the biggest helpers along the way for the yeah, car, yeah. Yep, yep. as well as Curtin University that does the majority of the funding okay. as so, our platinum yeah. sponsor. Yeah, yep. oh, excellent. No, it's good. And I know. I mean, I don't. You probably don't want to talk about the competition, but I know Edith Cowan do a similar thing as well. They do. So they've just joined forces with uh, UWA yep. and then our Formula Collective. They're actually currently over in uh, Europe racing in that competition over there. Mm-hmm. Yep. And okay. I believe they're going to come back over and race at the end of the year yeah, in right. Oscom. Look, it's a great incentive for those that are motorsport or motoring orientated uh, if they're working their way through university on another on another course to, to do something like this. I think it's I think it's a magnificent, mm-hmm. and I'm really surprised that a car like that is being built from the ground up. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, it means a yeah, lot. Yeah, no, and uh, I think it's a credit to you and, you and your team as well. I know there's a, a number of guys over there today yep. actually talking through the car with a number of people you've had. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we love that part of the team. Yeah. It's getting to know people, meeting future engineers or future students for Curtin, talking about the team, how they can get involved, and yeah, it's really great. Yeah, that's one of the things that that struck me was that there's been a crowd over at that car Mm -hmm. pretty much all day. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. It's something, it's very different from the the usual crowd, isn't it? Definitely, definitely. So yeah, just touching on that, it's, it's, it's the car itself. When you go and build a car like that, then what, what what do you have in mind? I mean, the envelope that they give you must be restrictive, or or no? You're, you're oh yeah, no, absolutely. There's a there's probably a, about a five inch rule book that we have to abide by, yeah. and that goes down from the design of the chassis, for example, yep. to how wide the wheelbase can be, the intake, for example, the exhaust. There's a lot of scrutineering to go through before you're actually have to compete in comp as you would in any sort of racing situation. Yeah, yeah, okay, all right. No, no. So you and your your team have endeavours, obviously, to be in motorsport after. Absolutely, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one of our alumni, Nikki, she um, she's recently just got a job with Nissan for um, for V8 supercars. Oh, excellent. So she's she's just moved over to Melbourne just a week ago. Yeah, okay. So some members of the team uh, on the on the team to further their engineering knowledge. Yep. And some members of the team are hoping to go, you know, all the way up to F1 would be the would yeah. be the dream for some yeah, of us. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, no, definitely. Now it's good to see um, young young guys and girls from mm-hmm. from from Curtin Uni, and, yep. and I mean Curtin Uni speaks for itself. So it's good to see that, and uh, we look forward to seeing you guys around in in hopefully Formula One, maybe crewing with Daniel, Daniel yeah, Ricardo. That'd be, that'd be really nice. Yeah, absolutely, that's the dream for some of us. Yeah, definitely. Look, Sam, thanks for coming on the podcast today. We really appreciate your time. Thank you very much for having me. No worries. Uh, I think we said it before. Is there a website we can look at this car? There is. Yep. yep. If you just type in Curtin Motorsport, it should yep. be the first one that pops up. No worries. Easy as. All right. Thanks, Sam. Thanks no for worries. coming on. Thank you very Take much. Care. You too. Okay, so that brings this special episode to an end. We sincerely hope you enjoyed it. It's a bit of a walk down memory lane, but it was more about a bit of a focus on grassroots motoring and grassroots motorsport. All right, well, we'll be all back in the studio in a couple of weeks' time. We look forward to catching up with you all then.
Okay, take care, and we'll see you soon. Falcon Power, your motorsport and motoring radio show. Now on 88.5 FM, the valley comes alive. And podcasting across iTunes and talkandpower.com.au.